Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Ah, this is taking forever. Oh, honey, what's wrong? I can't seem to scrape the paint off this mirror. Oh, here, honey, I got you something. Wow, a golden razor blade. I can't wait to show the guys this. Where'd you get it? Blottos, of course. Gold-plated razor blades, pocket-sized mirrors. Nothing could be more convenient for the hardworking, clean-shaven man on the go. Blottos has the life accessories you need. And if you have diabetes or just want to play with the medical equipment, stop by Blottos this weekend for our shoot 'em up sale. Blottos, we make daily habits fun. Shut up and sit down. Oh shit, it's me. Uh, what's up everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift, this episode 366, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt. And gotta tell you, I'm pumped for the show today, because we got good stuff going on, we got story time, we got, uh, we got wild news, great news, good things happening, and here to discuss it. As always, it's the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beastmaster, third shift, Eric, and he's here to tell us how his week was, except not all of it, because we got to save it for later. But hey, Eric, dude, how was your week this week? All right, let me start the show off by going, holy mackerels, us having to record the day earlier is just tragic this week, Matt. Absolutely mm-hmm. and utterly tragic. Tomorrow, before our usual showtime, we will not only have a Nintendo Direct, yep. but a state of play. Oh, is that confirmed now? Yes, that's confirmed now. Nice. We would have had just so much food in front of us to talk about and have fun with. That would have been incredible. Just absolutely incredible. And now, unfortunately, we got to come at you a week later after you've already heard it from everybody else with the food that would have been so hot, so yummy. Oh, what a moment to miss. Now, dude, I'm just going to tell you, I know you're not this guy. Sometimes leftovers are really good. That reheated spaghetti that you put way too much salt on because mm-hmm. that's just how you eat reheated spaghetti. That's me. That's mm, it's it's I wouldn't say it's better than the fresh. It's not better than the fresh get, but it's different. That cold pizza the day after you just had some pizza and you're wo- you woke up and it's a little too early and you have it for breakfast, that it hits different. It hits good. So we're gonna get you some leftover news. But none of these guys listen to any podcast other than us anyway. We are the best video game podcast. Who would listen to anyone else? Come on. Who Come get on. that news anywhere else but where you are right now? So you'll be you'll be fine. You'll be happy when we talk about it the following week about all that fresh hot news that comes at you on the Thursday. I just had to mention it because it just made me chuckle. It's happened to us a couple times now over the years where we have to record a little early and then all of a sudden, burr, 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 here's all the events going on, and you're like, "Oh, son of a gun! Holy mackerels!" Oh well. With that being said. This week, I have played a Sea of Stars, and I'll tell you what, what a fun time. Still so much fun. I finally got to a point where I can freely roam the world, and there's nothing better than that. Nothing's better than when they finally give you the ticket, and they go, here you go. Here you go. Go, go on a grand adventure. We got a couple places we want you to visit, but you know what? If you want to go do something else, go go see what there is, I guess. And that's what I'm doing. I'm going on a, a side quest perhaps, that's supposed to get me some uh, extra powers. But to do so, they're like, well, this area and this area is all blocked off, so you're going to have to just kind of reroute yourself all the way through this long area you'd already done. I went, that sounds perfect. 
pop on a nice uh, Twitch stream, get in there, and I'm just ripping these monsters apart because they're you know it's older stuff. Because like I said, I'm backtracking to an older place to get to a new place that's gonna get me something really cool and an upgrade for my characters. And I'm just popping them off. I'm killing baddies. I'm listening and watching the stream. Time flew by. Hours went by, just like that. Music's just popping. Everything was just hitting for me. And then the boot, I knew once I get to this place, I'm going to get a new ability and then get to go to an all-new continent that's going to have all sorts of cool stuff for me. So that game, I'm just having a good time with. Really, as I told you initially and still to this day, the nostalgia factor hits. It feels good. It just feels like I'm in them olden days playing in a JRPG. Can't wait to get back to it. And, of course, this leads into a problem slash blessing slash I don't know what it is, and that's Boulder's Gate 3. So much. I don't I don't know how to feel. This game is crazy. We're going to talk about it a little bit later, but I'll say I have been playing some Boulder's Gate 3, quite a bit of it, in fact, and that's kind of what I've been bouncing off of with Sea of Stars, except for the last game that I have been playing a little bit of this week, and that was specifically on Friday with Matt. We did some Remnant 2. We got through a whole bunch of new sections, new areas, did a whole bunch of cool stuff, had a great time. I love that game. It's absolutely just pure fun for me. I don't really have anything negative so far to say about it, except for I just wish I could get more uh, more weapons. I'm used to that big loot hit, you know, having played Diablo 4 recently, and of course, being used to the Borderlands world. This game isn't giving you all them goodies like those games do. I mean, come on, dude. We did get the finger gun. Come on. Yes. We got the finger gun, and I'll give you that. It was it's neat, but I gotta go right back to my shoddy, just because after we tested it, just we only played a little bit after we got it, so maybe I'll pop it back on. But for now, I'm thinking I gotta go back to my shoddy because it was just doing really good close range damage, and that's what I typically am doing it anyway. And I gotta jump in here too because obviously we both played Remnant too. We played it together on a Friday night, you know, drinking a couple beers and having some good times. And man, I gotta tell you. Not since the days of It Takes Two have we had, like, figure-it-out times hanging out, you know, playing games together. And that's what a big chunk of this was. And it was good. And it felt good. Mm -hmm. Because we got to a part, no spoilers, I mean, probably people might not even hit this if they are in the same zone or world that we're in. But there's a spot where there's a portal. And it's just like the old episode of Star Trek. Big circular portal, and every now and then it flashes to a different thing. And it was us watching the thing... They're going, okay, well, this one, there's something going to the left. What happens if you let it go all the way to the left and then jump in? Oh, you fall through and now you find a thing. Okay, this one, it's just showing nothing. It can't just show nothing, though. There can't be one where there's nothing. Walk up and look. Crane your head around. Oh, look, there's actually, it's above. It's not below. So you got to go through when it's, I like that. That was cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, the combat's cool. I like the exploring and the, the story stuff we've seen too is really cool. The creepy stuff and like the weird block people that, you know, we're fighting right now. It's great. But that was awesome. We're like, what do we do? I don't know. And we both looked at it and we went, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What about this? Oh, that didn't work. But if not that, then what about this? Okay. And then you went for. I don't know, you took a break or something, and I went. I just went meandering around and went, hey, here's where the other one is, because it showed up on the backside of this thing. Mm -hmm. It was great. I loved it. It was awesome. I love the combat and the guns and the, you know everything else, too. But it was cool to just have like a, 
a thinking out brotherly moment, you know? Yeah, it was it was awesome. There was almost there was almost a spot that got us where we're gonna have to cheat or call it a night. And that I, when it starts to get to that, I start to get a little mad, you know, not mad, but just when we're having fun, I don't like it to stall us like that. But it was just on the tip. And then we finally, you know, right before we had to call it or figure it out by cheating, it's like, boom, we did it. And that was that was it. That was like, oh, there we go. We actually did the whole thing, solved the puzzle, got through the whole thing. Yes, we're so cool. Look at us go. We get all the accolades. We don't got to look it up and cheat. We didn't have to call tonight and hopefully figure out the next week. We got there. And that was really cool, really fun. But like I said, I still got to say, I just I want more drops. I want some more weapons. Give me Because the finger gun's neat. At least it looks cool as all hell. That's for sure. I'm like, give me some more of that. I want some more freakiness, some more weird guns, some more cool abilities. Let's do it. And for me, I'm not so much on the guns. I mean, the new guns are cool, and, and the new weapon mods you can put on them are definitely cool, too. Oh. I, I definitely want more of at least that. If we can get a whole bunch of weapon mods somehow that I can sw- swap in and out. But what I want is the freaking armor. Yes. I put on a helmet, but it's your starting class helmet mm-hmm. just because it had better stuff. I'm like, I want my guy to look cool because it's a third-person shooter. I got to look cool. And obviously the other classes that I've seen and people's like high-powered, oh, I've been playing for 50 hours and I beat the game eight times. They all look awesome. And I look like a dude who I started off with and now I got a bucket on my head. I want a, I want a, I want armor. I want shoes. I want gloves. I want backpack. I want dog customizations, which I don't think exist. I want everything. I want. I, I got to look cool. And that was the saddest part because remember I did start to look that up, and it was looking like a lot of the armor just comes from triggered events or like specialty things that you do or get by doing lots of weird stuff. There will be no like just drops, you know, like hey, you're just upgrading. So. There'll only be specific things that happen that get us those upgrades in armor. And that that was when it was mildly sad. I'm like, well, I'm still having fun. It's still challenging. Puzzles are still great. So we're still going to have a great time. But now knowing that I'm not going to get any really armor except for at, you know, specific points. And that the only thing I have a chance at is some weapons. But that seems to be like uber rare right now. So I'm like, dang. I guess all we get for drops-wise is kind of the mods and whatnot and... We're just going to have to be happy with that. So I just have to adjust, I guess, my mindset on, uh, you know, the looting part of the game. But other, other than that, it's been great. And we got to actually figure out what rings are actually good for the things that we want to yeah, do and figure out we're doing. how to do stuff that we actually want to do because it's ridiculous. We right got a million like, rings. Oh, this ring seems neat. Click. Check it out. There's mod power. What does that do? What I don't know. Look that up. Look that up real quick. Figure this out. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> click, click, click. But a good game. Great time. Can't wait to play it some more. We'll see how this week goes because I know there's some Friday stuff happening. So figure that out off air. But that's been my week. That's what I've been up to. What about you, man? Uh, I talked about Remnant 2. So that is that is one more game that I played because otherwise I played only one single game this week. And that's Starfield. And I just checked when I saved my game to come here and do the podcast. I looked at my save file and it said I've been playing for one day, seven hours, and 55 minutes. So somehow already, I'm 30 hours into Starfield, which doesn't equate in my brain to how much time I actually have normally every day to play it. We're going to talk about that later in the episode. But one thing we will talk about here, and I don't know if Howard told you about this, but i got to tell the Third Shift community, the Third Shift family, the Third Shift army, because we need to go and destroy 
a rival podcast here. Mm-mm. Do you know about this? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so I'm just going to play it here over the air for the patrons so they can hear how disgusting and how, how vile this, this podcast is. Welcome to Stuff Electricians Should Know, where I bring you bite-sized bits of useful information, usually in the form of an answer to a question that every electrician should know. Mm. Hey, and welcome to episode 65 of... He even cuts it off at the same time that I've always cut it off. What is going on here, Stuff Electrician Should Know guy? Now, I think... I will say that I, th- I think he figured it out because this guy started like two months after we did. I even dug in the archives and found it out. So we started at the same time. He used our theme because he's a rat bastard and a cheater. But all this new stuff has no theme, nothing. He realized this mistake. Also, he epically failed and bombed out of his podcast for like two years. And then he came back and he went, oh, please, please, third shift masters. I won't use your song anymore. Good old loyal listener Howard pointed that out to me. I almost punched him in the face by proxy because I was so disgusted and so mad. Just punish him to get to them. I understand. That's right. That's how you do it. Because you want to be this guy who you who stole our song? No, sir. I won't take it. No bits. And there's some other stuff I could talk about for the week. But you know what? We got other stuff to talk about, like releases for this week. What do we got, Eric? We do. All right. This is one we should all, both already have because we all sang its praises. We talked all about it. It's Eternites, mm-hmm. done by Studio Psy, which is like an incredibly small studio. I thought it was just a one-person studio, but I, I keep hearing like a very small studio. So maybe there was multiple people. I don't know the logistics of it all. However, it has hit for the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and, of course, PC, September 12th. It's out. It's there right now. We, as I already told you, thought it was going to be great. We wanted to play it. Couldn't wait. Neither one of us have it. I assume you don't have it because I haven't heard you talk even a single peep about it since we talked about it originally. But we were both stoked because it seemed to remind us of like that Persona vibe. You know, had the kind of anime vibe. You were a dude. Stuff goes wrong, and all of a sudden you're trying to handle it, and you get in these cool combat scenes, and the whole time there's a, a party with you, whom are mostly females, and then you get to have interactions with them. It's you know got dating sim vibes going on, so it's a whole thing. But let me tell you, so what happens is this evil corporation, Eternites or whatever, sets out the, in motion this huge gas or whatever it is, pollutes all the people, turns them into a bunch of monsters, except for you and your crew. Then you're on like this train thing and you got to try to survive. And what kind of goes down is while you're surviving, you'll go to like one day. The train goes to here. While you're there, you can hang out with your the peeps, you know, that you meet along the way. And of course, talk to them, get your social links up, do whatever. But you only have so many days before it moves on to the next area. So you have to complete the dungeon in the area, much like Persona, before this time arrives. So you have to manage your, your dating slim slash social stuff with going through the dungeon and actually completing the dungeon and before you move on to the next thing or you fail. Then, to get to that point, you, of course, got to go, like I said, into this dungeon and do combat. It is not turn-based. It is, uh, you know, just your action RPG-style stuff. And, of course, you, the main character, have this sword arm, which was given to you mild spoilers because uh, some individual jumps in, cuts your arm off, another one jumps in and goes, hey, I can fix that, and gives you this magical sword arm. 
So you go into combat with this. And what's really cool is that it's all really fast-paced, combo-driven like moves. So you go in there, if you do enough hits right, it'll allow this combo move to happen. Then you can trigger this one. Then you can trigger a finisher. And then you can trigger combo moves with your party members, which are the different you know, males slash females that join you along your way. And then to top it all off, some of the finishers and combo moves you can do will only be allowed and only be available through the social links that you're doing as you're going through the game. So you're not only getting, of course, the social points to pick, you know, which individual you want to have a romance or relationship with at the end of the day, which will get you the different, you know, well, not different ending, but you know what I mean, different ending with that person. But you also get cool new moves and such to do with them while you're playing. It's, like I said, got anime vibes to it. It's going to have these really cool anime little cutscenes. It's going to have a nice, like, single, I don't know what they call it, where it's just, like, the image of them, but mildly moving. It'll have that in anime form, but nice and crisp and really good looking while it's giving you some expose from the game and what's happening at that particular moment. It is very, like, spooky. It's got a lot of, you know, death, a lot of blood, a lot of, like, weird monsters and things happening the whole time you're going through it. Once again, we got super stoked for it. I kind of, you know, as time went by, I went, well, maybe it won't be that good. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not hearing much about it. It hit. It's out. Apparently, reviews are pretty much glowing from a lot of the sources that I listen to or, or take a look at. And now I'm like, dang it. There's another another damn game that I really want to play. But it's pretty short from what I hear. So it's a doable one. And I think it's only like $29.99. So it's not even a full price game. And it's pretty short. So maybe it's not out of the equation for this year. Who knows? And one of the reasons that I don't have this game is I literally found out about this like two hours ago mm-hmm. when I was listening to Skill Up's Weekend video games. Going, hey, what came out this week? And, well, the thing I'm going to talk about. And they went, hey, Eternites. And I went, that sounds familiar. And I looked down at my phone and I went, oh, yeah, it's that game that looks really good. And we were very excited about it. And we saw the reveal of it and then like the secondary trailer. And I never saw a release date announcement trailer or anything or a launch trailer. And look, it's here. So, yeah, yeah. Another straw for the back of that camel, Mr. Eric. But it is one that I am excited about that I do want to play, just like the game that I'm going to talk about, which is Gunbrella, which came out on the 13th, developed by Doinksoft, published by Devolver Digital for Nintendo Switch and PC. This is basically an Old West slash noir type of revenge story. You play as a character, and apparently he has a spoilery name, but he comes home one day, his wife's been murdered, his child's been kidnapped. The only clue there is, the only evidence that's been left by the perpetrator is a gunbrella, which is an umbrella that's a gun, or a gun that's an umbrella, however you want to think about it. So he goes on this wild, wacky chase, not wacky in a fun way, but wacky and all kinds of stuff is going on, to hunt down the killer. Find out why, find out where, find out who, and murder anybody along the way. And I gotta tell you, this game looks so good. When you see it in action, you see that beautiful pixel art, and it's 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 the tiny, small pixels, because your character's pretty small on the screen, jumping around. I get, and this is a bad comparison, but the, just the graphical style and the way it's kind of pulled back, I get Super Meat Boy type of vibes from it. Your character's pretty small, enemies are pretty small, the stage's pretty big, but you're moving around with the gunbrella, and you can use it to boost, just to boost along the ground, or to boost up in the air. And then, of course, Mary Poppins, y'all, you can pop the umbrella open and do an extra bit of bit of float, a nice Princess Peach float on down. So 
I've seen all kinds of really cool platforming stuff with this. And again, that's kind of the Super Meat Boy vibes where all the walls are big and chunky and you kind of stick on them. So you jump, you can do a boost, and then if you stick on the wall, Celeste style, it refreshes your boost. So as long as you're touching something, you can boost infinitely, essentially. You got to touch something in between each boost. And then you can use the umbrella to float around, like I said. You can use it to hook onto ropes and slide down, you know, obviously upside down umbrella type of slidey cane thing like we've always seen before. And then it's a gun. You start out with a shotgun. You can get flamethrower stuff. You can get machine gun stuff. And it just looks like a ton of fun. And I thought, well, you know, this looks pretty simple, pretty basic, pretty easy. Every review I saw of it, they were completely awful at the gameplay. I watched like four reviews of it to get boned up on it. And two things about that. One, I watched it. They were bumping into every single enemy all over the place. And then they'd also say, well, this game's pretty easy. I don't know. Maybe I should have played it on hard mode. And you watch the gameplay. I'm like, well, if it's that easy and you're that bad at it, what's happening here? So if you're an experienced action gamer, you should play this on hard mode. But then I found, I think it's the escapists, you know, the review in three minutes. And I saw some high level gameplay of this in that review. And it looked like a ton of fun. And I think the reviewer even mentioned, you can go slow paced on this. You can, you know, slide down the walls and take out an enemy here or there. But if you're managing your boosts and your jumps and your slides and your bounces and your shotgun blasts, you can do like Katana Zero style here. Fast, move in action. And when you shoot people, there's a, a big old blood spray that like stains the stage, Katana Zero style. And what nobody else I saw did, this reviewer... When you open the umbrella, because you can open it like a whoop, like a little floop, that deflects bullets if you do it right at the right time. So I saw this person doing that as they're jumping and dodging and dipping and ducking and diving. And I went, ooh, that looks really good. That looks hella fun. And especially if I played it on hard, so it was a challenge and I had to do that stuff. Ooh, I started rubbing my little hands together. And I went, oh, baby, I got to find a way to get this game and play this game. And it is only, I believe, 15 bucks. And it's obviously going to be a shorter experience because it's an indie game. But man, what a palate cleanser that would be between something like a Baldur's Gate or a Starfield or even a Sea of Stars or an, or an anything. A nice little bite-sized game to get you through to that next giant big release. So I think I'm going to have to do it because the themes, the action, the pixel art, the music, everything looks like it's up my alley. If Gunbrella seems like it's up your alley, you better go get it too. So while you're getting that, I'm going to get Eternal Nights. So we're both going to handle both these titles because I can't let these all slip by. Plus, it's going to count towards one of my indies for the year, and I need that win. So there you go. We'll be playing them. We'll be getting them. Will you? We'll have to wait and see. But, you know, while I'm contemplating buying all that, you know, there's a lot of other companies doing something, too, about contemplating buying something, Matt. What you think? <laughs> That's true. So obviously we had the big FU Embracer group podcast last week especially i did well then literally like two seconds after i posted it i think or maybe it was an hour i went on twitter just scrolling around oh what's this in recommended feed why is borderlands trending there's a rumor i don't think it's confirmed yet even though people are saying it's confirmed but even ign said it's a rumor that embracer group is looking to sell gearbox i mean we, everybody talked about it after the Volition thing. Well, who's next? Is it Gearbox? Apparently not getting shuttered, but they're looking to sell them. No, they're not shutting them down. Gearbox is way too valuable to shut down. Plus, I believe, as we kind of talked about, Gearbox, at the worst, would be able to just 
reform as themselves some other way, some other how. They already existed on their own before this, so they I don't worry about that. But it would create a lot of problems. It would create a lot of issues if they had to do something like that. I don't see it happening, though. Correct. Um, even in the uh, the rumors and whatnot, apparently, Embracer said they're just looking at options. It isn't something they're going to for sure do. And they also declared that there have been several entities out there that have at least looked at the possibility of doing it. So even if it was to come to pass, I believe one of these entities would probably pick up Gearbox because it's an extremely valuable developer slash publisher. There's no way you'd let that go. They produce all sorts of titles of merit, of worth, of value, and on top of it, they've been publishing a lot of stuff that's been actually doing really well. I don't think it's something you let go and just disappear. So yeah, I think Gearbox will ultimately be safe no matter what. It is crazy that Embracer and this just happened, and we're already now looking to see what happens to him. It's it's uh, I don't know. It's just it's tragic in a in a sense. It sucks. And it's doubly weird because it's not like four of their studios had a major release this year and they all bombed, and so that's what they're trying to recoup losses by closing studios and selling them off. It was we were going to get a whole bunch of money in, and now we're not. So now we have to make up for the not money that we didn't get. Like, this is the kind of corporate nonsense, you know, like with Elon Musk and Twitter and Microsoft and Activision Blizzard. Well, we signed the paperwork, but if we decide to back out, then you owe us a quadrillion dollars. What the? It doesn't make sense. Like, why would you lose money for not buying something? You just don't buy it. It just shows mismanagement because they don't have games or any money inflow naturally to show to actually, you know, cover for the lack of the funds they were anticipating getting they're getting there's they acquired all the studios all this different uh you know ip and then they did nothing with it and it's like you gotta produce something so you get money from it that's just the way this works and that's that's the part that doesn't make any sense like why go well obviously this is corporate acquisition nonsense like it always is why go buy things if you need to if you need extra money to have bought them why not just don't buy them for a while until the next year rolls around. Hey, we're expecting this big windfall because a release is coming. It released. We got money. Now let's grab them up. And then next year, yeah. when there's big more influx shoot, of money, shoot, then shoot, we can shoot, do it shoot, 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 when it's shoot. when it's here, when it's in our hands. And then this big mystery individual goes, hey, wow, you are producing money. You are making games. I see value in you. I will now give you the billion dollars that I was going to give you. Instead of going, hey, we really want the billion. We promise we're going to do stuff. And then, well, uh, what I have you done lately? Anything from yeah. you that's pretty wild to me to give this to you, and then bail out. What do you? Th- what did you think was going to happen? You're not showing anything for all the different developers slash IPs that you have. You don't have the big blockbusters to be like, look at this golden egg. Hey, check out all these other geese we got back here. Here's one big golden egg. Well, and that's the whole thing. They didn't even want to do a gold egg. They they said they were hoping to be the double A thing. They were hoping to start putting out a lot of good games and make money through putting out good games, not these gigantic, you know, multi bajillion dollar titles, which we could go off on a tangent about Square Enix right now that I don't want to, but I could, about how they're two billion down, even though they've got some of these epic games, but they're apparently just failing miserably and about to go out of 
freaking business because of, you know, the smaller games that didn't sell and bad choices for spoken, this and that. It's out of this world. And Embracer's doing it with like a bajillion different developers slash IPs. Well, and Square Enix has been, they, they're the ones who started it with the Hitmans and the and the Tomb Raiders. And uh, it made a bajillion dollars, but it didn't meet expectations. So sell it, shutter the studio. So, yeah, okay, enough. Enough it's corporations. Too it's, it's too much. I hate all that stuff. It bugs me. It bothers me. Yeah. Well, just let it lie, and we're too stupid to really go into like uber details about what the hell this even is. But from outside, from just our average row, y'all are bad, y'all are dumb, you're making poor choices. Somebody in there with a brain, fix yourselves. God bless. Exactly. It just doesn't make sense. If money was going to come in and you didn't get it, you don't need to sell to make up for... It, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make fiscal sense. I'm not that big of a budget guy, even, even I know that, but hey. You know, if I cut both my arms off, Matt... I could probably recompense some of the losses I hit. Oh, I can't work no more, though, because I got no arms. Maybe if I sell my leg, I'll, I'll still be okay. Oh, gee, now I'm a stub laying in bed. It's, it's, it would <laughs> even be more like, hey, Eric, I'm going to give you 100 bucks. I, I decided not to, though. You went, well, I better cut my arm off and try and sell it. Well, but you were doing fine. You were doing fine because you're working and you're here. No, I wasn't doing fine, though, Matt, because I actually bought 400 lottery tickets thinking I was going to win and that you were going to give me that 100 mil. Remember? I did that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> now I got to cut my arms off to make up for them lottery tickets I bought thinking he's going to give it back to me. Well, you wouldn't have no to reason. do any of that if you just didn't go by. <laughs> it's all dumb. It's over. <laughs> Oh, and then there's the whole Unity thing, which I know almost nothing about, except for that Unity is used by a lot of like uh, indie devs, and apparently they're changing how their structure works, and they're trying to like get money on each download now from the indie devs, and everyone's going crazy, and a lot of devs are speaking up and being, you know, just really righteously so, I think, upset about this, to the point where Cult of Lambs, a game I treasure and love, is shutting down come January. You'll no longer be able to purchase Cult of the Lambs after January because they're not going to take the hit of paying twenty cents per download for uh, you know using Unity's engine. It's insanity right now. Whoa, 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 whoa! I don't know anything about this. <laughs> this is the first time I've heard about this. So what I was thinking we were talking about was Unity was. I mean, obviously they charge, but obviously there's a big free marketplace. Mm-hmm. What I assumed we were talking about was to even use any Unity assets. Then you had to pay for like all the assets or like a subscription or whatever. But now you're saying things that were built in Unity that are already available for sale. Each time a download comes, they have they're taking they charge you. They're taking a quarter yes. out of your pot. <sighs> and then this sparked a whole bunch of conversation where it's like if you want to ruin a dev that's using Unity, just go download their game a billion times, and they're going to get charged for each download, and they'll have to pay all this money to Unity. For that download over and over and over and over and over again. Because I guess there's a whole bunch of hubble love about how, uh, like, Sea of Stars, for example, got past a lot of that money because they got the Game Pass deal, they got the PS Plus deal, and Unity didn't get any of that. Unity only got the direct buys. And so they're trying to change it now. So any download period equates to money charged, which would include the Game Pass and the PS Plus deals and things like that. And so everybody's in an uproar, and I I don't know much more about it than that, because that's it's all insane and, and and crazy to me, and I'm just a regular gamer, folks, you know. But it is interesting, and I know everyone's pretty pissed. 
I don't even know what to say. Interesting if true. Like I said, I don't know anything about well, it. I'd but say it, go it read sounds, it up. There's, a, there's the articles everywhere on it. It sounds like complete nonsense and utter nonsense because I guarantee people who work at an actual development house have paid into Unity and are using their engine for not like not like the uh, the the Steam scummers who just mm-hmm. steal assets and flip them. So you're technically using Unity, but I guarantee you didn't buy it legitimately or do. But this is, this is a company that makes games. It's a professional company that has. Oh. Okay, we're done with that conversation. Hey, Eric, what you been playing this week? You been playing some Baldur's Gate? I've been playing some Starfield. Let's have a story time. Let's do it. Story time. All right. I told you earlier, I don't know what to think of uh, Baldur's Gate 3. And and as naturally the way of things, we even said it was probably going to happen. Matt went off on a Starfield adventure. I went off on Baldur's Gate 3 adventure. Of course, we didn't play the same game. Of course, we don't get to have the same stories because we're playing the different games. So that's the first part where I'm like, God dang it. But it's kind of cool, too, because you get kind of, you know, some perspectives from different uh, areas. So let me tell you, got into Baldur's Gate 3, did the intro, got into the very first crash land, all this stuff. This isn't really a spoiler. Everybody knows you crash land off the ship. You have a tadpole in your brain. You want it out. Away you go. They set you free. I don't know. What do I do now? I roam around. I find a couple characters, you know, get a get a few people around. And I'm like, oh, this seems neat. Opened up this cool little... uh Mystery place, Matt. It's a little like a uh, tomb of sorts, and unlock something else. And I'm like, all right, this seems fun, cool. Venture off. I go to a town. Town's like, hey, this is what's going on. You should probably go here. You should probably visit this. A mysterious person comes and visits me and tells me a little bit of this and that. I go off, follow the, you know what they tell me to do. That's what RPGs are, Matt. Right? You kind of you know the story tells you what to do, and you go follow the story, and you march along. Cool beans. Get to this giant grove. Oh, it's all tragic. Everything's crazy. We're going to kick these people out. We're going to just hide and bunker here forever. But if you could find this guy, maybe maybe we could fix this thing. Yeah, go find the guy. Oh, I hate that guy, and I, I, I'm just going to try to close this place down before you can find him. And All right, I don't. I guess I'll go find this guy. Sounds like that's what the story wants. Go to this area, get through this goblin camp, no problem. Had some fun times there, man, let me tell you. It's a it's one everybody talks about, so it's not really spoilers. There's a spot where there's a bunch of goblins here, and there's a windmill, and there's a gnome. He's all strung up on the freaking windmill, flying around, screaming the entire time. Naturally, I leave him alone and go explore all around, trying to find treasures and loot everything I can find. Finally, I come back. Goblin's like, what are you doing? We're having fun. You want us to put you up there? You know, the whole thing. No, you're not going to put me up there. But you know what? How about you let me have that poor gnome, okay? So I go through... I don't know, no less than five or six checks, dice checks, mind you, to try to convince them that they could go mess with somebody else, not me and not the gnome. I actually win. And this is where I'm still staying true. No saves coming. I wasn't messing around. I was just like, eh, whatever. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I got it. Gnome's still spinning. All the goblins, I mean, a whole camp of them leave. Don't have to fight them. Nothing's gone wrong. This is great. Cool. Get me down. Please get me down. So I'm in the windmill looking around. I'm like, how do I stop the windmill and get him down? This doesn't even make sense, right? There's a lever. I see a lever, and then next to it is a lever. Don't pay no mind, man. I go to the lever, and I go, that's a lever. Click lever, stop, right? Click lever. Accelerate. <laughs> Gnome goes, woo! Awesome. And I go... And then, of course, naturally, as I, it shows us a little cutscene of him flying away, screaming... I laugh 
naturally. It's funny. And then I look and I go, right next to it was the brake. So unless you paused and just paid real close attention, it was 50-50 which one you were going to hit. They were right next to each other. Literally, like, microscopic movement was one or the other. Well, this is early days, Matt. I wasn't going to save scum. All right. I guess <laughs> the gnomes flew off. Maybe he's alive. Maybe I'll go find him. He's going to be in a tree, and it'll be funny. So I'm walking through the town. I'm looking through, you know, everything else I had just done. Like I told you, the whole goblin camp up and left, so now even more stuff is available. I'm leaving, and I see this corpse ahead of me and i'm like there's a corpse up there there was no oh crap is this a trap what's going on so i start looking around trying to do some, like perception stuff you know making sure i'm not about to get screwed over get closer no it's that no matt mm-hmm. he's there he's he's big old blood splatter and you know crap everywhere and he's dead i just looted him and i laughed some more mm-hmm. took what he had apparently could have done some other stuff for me but nope that's the way it was matt he's just a dead gnome corpse whom I took stuff from, whom I had a chance to save, whom I did all sorts of work to save, and it didn't work. But that was fine. I loved it. I thought this was great. This is how the story goes, you know? Just mm-hmm. Shit happens. I'm loving this. I'm having all the interactions, my characters, my everyone with me, man. It's just like we're talking. There's all sorts of back and forth, like I told you, the writing and whatnot, the narration. Fantastic. Get to this goblin camp. The big one, the real one, the one I'm supposed to be at to save this, this druid I got to save. All right, cool beans, man. I'm sneaking through here. I do all sorts of different checks. I'm I'm finding all the ways not to fight anybody. I'm getting them to just let me in, bribing people to get in, doing whatever I had to do. I'm like, I'm playing this game like a champion. I'm, I'm this is it. I'm a professional Boulder's Gate player. Get to the get to the druid, even free him, no problem. All right, hey, uh, I got you. Got to kill these three bosses, Eric. You got to do this. You got to do this. Or you can take me with you and we'll kill the whole camp, period. Just kill every single one of them. That seems really hard. I don't know about that. That's a lot of goblins. I'll just do it myself. That's what I'll do. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll hide here. As soon as you kill them, come get me and we'll get out of here. Okay. I'm in D&D mode. Or at least I think I am. I'm like, all right. Well, I can't leave here. You know, I'm involved now. If I just leave, this whole quest thing is going to be screwed up. So I'm here. I go, all right, let's go up to the three bosses. Go fight. Get wrecked. Go to the other one. Get wrecked. Go to the other one. Get wrecked. All right. That's not that's not working. How do you fight them? I don't understand. So I start exploring around. All right, maybe there's like a trap I can do or something I can do. Not finding much. Not finding much that's helped me. But I'm I'm using Eric Brain. Not getting it. Finally get it to where I can get this the one of them to go into a room with me solo. And I'm like, all right, here, I'm going to attack her. This is it. All right, all by herself, nobody there. She calls for help. It gets these neutral parties who are like level 90 coming over. Wreck me. Okay, well, you can't fight her that way. That doesn't work. Boss, big boss, one surrounded by tons. You can't just fight him. It's impossible. I don't know what to do. Well, if you drink this potion, she'll you know go along with her and drink the potion, and then she'll do the thing. So I'm main character. I'm a half-elf. I try to drink this potion, Matt. Well, I'm immune to these potions. So got to fight her. Doesn't work. I'm like, well, that's, that avenue's cut off for me. I can't kill her. I, I might be able to kill one of them. One of them if I really try hard. And the other one's impossible. And I'm just sitting here racking my brain on what to do. So I'm trying to do similar mild things. I come to work. I'm going, man, I, don't know. I can't play this game. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. It's so hard. <laughs> I loved it. Now I'm sad. 
Come to also find out in the meantime, Matt, that apparently there's three characters I didn't grab from the, the beginning area that I was supposed to grab on my way to do quests. Three characters, just not in my party, not there. They just allow you to literally miss anybody you miss, do whatever you do. And I don't know if I can go back and get them. I don't know. I don't know if that's how I can do Can I just leave this place and literally it'll still be here? I know time is influenced with different quest lines, but I don't know if it's all of them. I don't know how it works. People online are kind of iffy and won't aren't very, they're very vague about things a lot of times. So I don't know. So I already don't have like the vampire dude everybody's in love with. You know, I don't have Carlac, the, the red chick who everybody apparently loves. And I don't have the mage. I don't have the mage on my team. So now I'm in this area that I'm getting wrecked in, getting my butt kicked, because I can only handle about four people usually. And they're, every scenario's got like, 10, 11 goblins and the boss and don't know what to do. Talked about giving up. I can't do it. I just don't think I'm built up for this. I go, you know what? I'm going to cheat. I'm going to go look this up. I'm going to YouTube this. I told me, I said, I went hard to play Baldur's Gate for people who are dumb. And sure enough, there's plenty of those videos. You'll find them all over. I found one and it was specific, specifically for this camp. And they go, hey, just pick a character who uh, isn't a half-elf or elf, and uh, you could have the potion. Huh? I can just be one of my other characters and do the thing? Yep, any of your characters can do it. doesn't matter. Wow, that's crazy. Hey, you know the other chick? Just go along with her plan, and then when she crosses the bridge, you just blow it up, and she dies, and you don't got to fight anybody. You, you just blow up the bridge and she'll just die? Yeah, because, you know, she falls into a, a, a bottomless cliff. That Wouldn't you die if you did that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she does. That's what happens when you fall into a, a hole and that goes to nowhere. Oh, so I can blow up bridges and, and people die on them, huh? Yeah. Hey, you know that guy? You know he's standing right by that big hole? Just use an invisibility potion and push him into the hole. What? Wait, invisibility potions? Yeah, you can get one from the vendor right by where you're at. And you'll be invisible? Like no one can see you? Yeah, that's what invisibility is, isn't it? Yeah, oh, you just push him. He falls. Too stupid, man. <laughs> so, so easy. And I'm so stupid. And I can't. I'm not programmed for this. I'm not programmed for this. I can't. The story just tells me what to do. I go fight the bad guys. And if I can't, I just level up and then fight the bad guys. But this is literally D&D. And it's like, no, you got to get creative. Be Have fun. Find all sorts of weird, random things to do. Now, I'll tell you this to end my story. Last night, I tried to do all those things, okay? Couldn't find an explosive to blow up the bridge. Think D&D, Eric. Think, think. Go roam around. Find something. You can do this. So I did all sorts of jumping and random things. And I, I fell into a room that was the, ended up being the room that the neutral parties are in. All right? So they're guarding the door, and there's the other one right here. And then they, you, they won't let you in. I found a way to jump in through the backside of it. I'm still an idiot, mind you. So I just ignorantly jump into the room. I can't jump back up to where I was. So I'm trapped in this room 
that I know if I go out of, they're going to be very pissed that I'm in this locked room that they told me not to go into. In this room is a whole bunch of explosives. It's exactly what I need, man. The explosives. Well, I'm going to steal one, put it in my pocket. Oh, there's a chest over here. So I steal like 300 gold that's in this chest. Okay. Stole some gold, stole some explosives. Huh. How do I get out of this? So I pushed a bunch of the barrels up against the door that they're guarding. Ended up blowing it up with a fireball spell. Thinking, hopefully it'll kill them and the neutral party or something, and then I'll just get lucky. Huh. Maybe. Well, I blew it all up, blew the door open. Didn't kill them, though. However, it then goes into a whole talk and check. And they're like, hey, try to convince them that it was an accident. You just don't mind me. I'm getting out of here. I swear to God, I won't touch your stuff. I ended up winning the rolls and getting out scot-free. I got out of the room. Explosives, extra money in hand. And then I turned around. That's the exact vendor I was telling you about, Matt. Has the invisibility potion. I didn't have the money for that, but you know what I did? I did now because I stole their money. So I said, here's your money back. Give me the invisibility potions. Went back. Sure enough, was able to use the explosives, blew up the bridge, got rid of her. Went, oh, my God, I'm so great. I used my human character, did the soul gut thing, got rid of her. Oh, my God, I'm so great. And then one last epic fail happened. Invisibility potion time. Took the character, snuck into the guy's room, tried to push him. I shoved him like half an inch. And it was like, oh, you can't be shoving people. What are you doing, bro? And then they all murdered me. All right. Well, that didn't work. What the hell? Well, your athletics has to be a certain amount. Okay. Well, the most powerful per person I have in my party is uh, Liza or whatever her name is. I'll get her. She'll do it. She shoved him further. She did. But just this close. And she couldn't get him further. Same outcome. Bad news bears. Carlac apparently has the most athletics of the group. So apparently she could do it. Or I've got to get some potion that's increases my strength to the strength of giants momentarily. So now I've got to find this potion or go find this character. So I'm still stuck, man. I'm still stuck with the last thing, and I need one of two things to make it, you know, go the way, the cheat way, the easy way to get out of it. But all in all, I'll tell you what, it's insanity. The things you can do in this game and the ways you play, it's utterly crazy. And I love the hell out of it and the random events. Like, I got to talk to Satan, man. You know, well, he's just a devil, but I call him Satan. You know, he's just, there's multiple devils, but this particular one, I call him Satan. And apparently I wasn't even supposed to have that event happen yet. Like, from all resources and what they're talking about, you were supposed to actually have done something else to get to him. I don't know what I did to trigger it, but I ended up triggering it. And now I already know that he exists and what he's doing. And then there's a character that helps you that's comes in you're supposed to not know what's going on but you already do and she even accommodates that it's it's mind-boggling how deep and weird and crazy this game is and i i want to play the hell out of it but i'm terrified i'm too stupid to so you want to talk about games you're too stupid to play and you keep getting stuck in the same type of stuff over and over that's me with starfield now when you heard me last episode i was having a blast i was loving it i was into atlantis i was looking up there was a shiny sci-fi city and i went wow everything everything's great and everywhere i go there's a new person to meet and i get to hear their life story and i get to walk past this other person who'll go hey what about bobby and it'll pop a quest marker up and i go talk to bobby and it's great and it still was great i pretty much exhausted everything in new atlantis that i could find and it was it was nice and it was easy it was a nice starting zone you walk by you hear a person you go talk to the person about the thing that you heard about and most of the quests in there are just 
hey, well, come on over here, follow me to do this thing, or here, I'll give you some money, go buy the thing for me and bring it back, or go investigate this, walk to some waypoints. And it's just, you know, familiarizing you with the controls, all this stuff. Walk around, do some stuff, talk to some dudes, buy some dudes, sell some dudes. Easy peasy. The one quest I did off-world, fly over here, walk down the street, pick up a million quests because you overheard them, talk to a lady, negotiate and get the thing. Okay, easy peasy. No problems. All right, let me follow... What looks like the story quest. Right, you got to talk to the lady from Constellation. She wants to go here. Orbital space station around the moon. Now, I don't remember which quest started this because it's been 32 hours now. But first quest. Let's go off world. Let's go to the space station that's orbiting the moon. All right. Pew. Warp in. There's the moon. Oh, it looks beautiful. There's a space station drifting right over there. Okay, cool. My companion, Sarah Morgan, says, Hey, you know, we're here. There's the uh, there's the space station right there if you want to dock with that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't blame you if you want to take a pit stop there and jump around on the moon some. And I don't remember if there was a dialogue option for me to pick or if I said it out loud of my own accord. But my response was, hell yeah, I'm going to go jump around on the moon. Because what human wouldn't do that? As your, Especially as your first, like, off-planet expedition. Go to the Earth-human moon. Hey, you want to jump around? Yeah, I do. All right, let me figure out how to do that. Star map, moon, land. Land on the moon. Woo! I'm on the goddamn moon. I'm jumping around in low gravity. Woohoo! Hey, wait a minute. What's, what's that? Good surround sound headphones? Let me look all around. Oh, another ship just joined me on the moon. Not right next to me, but like 400 meters away. Sweet. I'm going to go make a moon friend. Getting closer. Oh, I put on my scanner because there's a scanner thing. And it highlights pickupables. You know this, Eric. Players might know this. Mm-hmm. On my way to my new moon friend, what's that on the ground? What's this little green highlighted thing? Oh, it's iron ore. Cool. Let me get out my laser cutter. Bzzz, iron ore gotten. Bzzz, iron ore gotten. Because they're usually in pots of three. Bzzz, Got one more. Sweet. Keep going to my new moon friend. Oh, hey, there's another spot. It's a little bit off to the right. Let me... What are you doing holding all that stuff? Huh? Ah, whatever. Don't think about it. Let's go see my new moon friends. Hey, guys, it's me. Oh, they're moon enemies. Okay. Shoot them. Take all their stuff. All right, well, I made a moon enemy. Can I get in their ship? No, it says locked. Okay, well. So I moved 400 meters from my ship. Now... 400 meters past that, it's a thing. It's like a cave marker is the icon. What's that? Go on the map. Unknown. Well, I'm going to go make it known. Hey, what's that? Iron. Iron. Oh, look. As I crest the ridge, I see this place I'm going. It's an enormous freaking building. Huge. Giant facility. Sweet. I get there. Abandoned factory. Cool. What's in here? Oh, it's not abandoned because there's bad dudes in here. Pow, 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 pow. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Loot all the bodies. All right, what is... Hang on. As I'm going through, there's like 10, 15 dudes in this place. Because it's like multi-story, like five stories tall. As I'm scrolling my cursor across to shoot a dude, it highlights this giant square thing. What's that? Helium 3, 150 units. Oh, these giant things that I thought were just background are actually storage containers 
for things. Sweet. Gimme, 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 gimme. There's like this area where there's this giant pole and there's like eight little sections of helium-3 around. Grab them up. Cool. I miss in the corner of the screen. It starts flashing like heavy now. Uh, when you're over-encumbered, your oxygen goes down just from running. Oh, well, I didn't notice because I've been fighting. So I run through, shoot, 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 duck behind. Okay. Well, it doesn't seem that bad. You know, there's an oxygen meter in the corner. I'm running. It's going down. Not a big deal, though. Okay, well, cool. I got out of this area. I looted every single thing in it. Wait a minute. 800 meters over there is another cave thing. Equidistant from this or the ship. Might as well just go do it. Oh, on the way. Iron, iron, iron. Do, do, do. Another giant place. Five, ten dudes in it. Kill them. Steal everything. Go back to the ship. All right. I'm going to put everything I have on my person in my cargo hold. Because my cargo hold has nothing in it right now. If I had, let's say, 250 unique items on my person. All right. Fill cargo hold. Now I have 248 unique items on my person. Cargo hold is full. Oh, because it's full of iron and it's full of helium-3. And I still have a million units of that on my person. Oh, okay, well, I mean, I'm used to going around over encumbered now. So let me go to the space station because clearly I'm just going to pick up a dude. I'm going to talk to a person. It'll be fun. Dock with the space station, open the door. Oh, there's combat in here, too. I have to kill 20 dudes. I have to take all their stuff. Okay. I have 6,000 kilograms of loot on me. That's fine. I'll go home to New Atlantis in the spaceport right off your ship. There's a vendor kiosk. Let me go sell everything. Sell, 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 sell. Error message. If you sell this, you'll get less than what it's worth. Why? Because the vendor's out of money. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's what happens here. Okay. So for four in-game days, I go between that, that vendor kiosk and a vendor who's around the corner a little ways. Sell a bunch of stuff till they're out of money. Rest for 24 hours. Sell a bunch of stuff. Okay. That was a lot. Whoo, Nelly. I've sold all the miscellaneous stuff, but I still have all these resources. I have... A thousand units of helium three. That's sure to sell for a high price, though. How much does one unit sell for? One credit. Now my Amanda brain flips on. Mm-hmm. You would know this if your whole house was full of junk, and I said, "I'll come get rid of all that stuff, and I'll pay you one dollar for it." The answer would be, "No, nope, Mm-mm. that ain't it." So I go, "Okay, what do I need to do to get rid of this stuff? If I can't store it on the ship, and I don't have enough for another ship." What can I do? Google is my friend. How to store resources in Starfield. Start an outpost. Okay. When I was on the moon, it kept talking about outpost. Okay. Go. Put an outpost beacon down. All right. It opens up this whole goddamn building segment, builder screens, a million interfaces. And it gives like basic tutorials. It says, you've started an outpost. Now build an extractor to extract minerals. Okay. Now build a shed to put the minerals in. This is what I want. Perfect. Exactly. You don't have any resources to make that. Okay. 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 What do I need? I need X and I need Y. So you're telling me I got to go to a planet that has X and Y on it so I can build an extractor 
to extract the X and the Y minerals. Okay. 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 So I fly around the system, trying to find the planet that has X and Y. I found it. Here we go. All right, I'm building the extractor to get the X. Boom, there it is. All right. I looked on the planet, and I landed exactly where X and Y crossed, like the, the two different colors. Boom, there's the extractor for X. Sweet, I'm going to have some X. Where's Y? They were right next to each other on the planetary map. It's nowhere. It's not here. I walk a million miles down the road. There's finally some Y. All right. Put an outpost beacon down. Time for an extractor for Y. No resources for Y. Extractors. You can't build that either. Oh, my God. <laughs> out of the 32 hours I've played, I guarantee at least 10 were figuring out this goddamn outpost stuff. I had to go and delete my first outpost, rearrange my second one, rip it out, put it on a different planet that has these two things. I can finally build extractors, try and build a storage box. Don't have enough for that. Screw it. I don't care. I'm not finding titanium on a planet. I've done this too many times already. Go to a vendor. Titanium. Enough for one box. Poof. All right, cool. Put the stuff in it. Again, if there were 250 slots, it took two, and I still have 10,000 pounds of stuff. Okay. But I've at least built extractors for this. Okay. Google, Google, Google. And every article is not helpful. I Google how to, how to store stuff. Oh, here's how you store stuff. Okay, but that only tells me one bit of how to store stuff. How do I get stuff from here to over there? I finally got it. I have an outpost up and running. There's a landing pad on it. There's a hab with people inside to run the equipment. I have a thing that makes other stuff. But now every time I go somewhere, I, I, I finally got it. I built a thousand sheds. I filled them all up with all my pockets. I'm running around free as a bird, light as air. I'm jumping. I'm not expending stamina or oxygen. It's great. I go on a mission <laughs> for the port security people. Hey, we think there's going to be some contraband on the ship coming in. I need you to go find it and deal with it. Cool. I'm going to go in. Yep. There's contraband in the ship. Give me the contraband. Hey, you taking my contraband? Let's fight. Brrr, kill, kill, kill. Loot the bodies. All right, well, I have a feeling the ship's just going to fly away. So everything in the cargo hold, thump, that's mine now. Bunch of credits, bunch of other things. Walking out, I'm over encumbered again. That's fine. I have a million sheds. Go to my outpost. All the sheds are full. All the gas storage containers are full. The thing that I built to move resources from these things to my ship, that's full. My ship's full. I was this close. I was so goddamn close to being free forever. And there's still stuff everywhere. I'm going to need to fill that entire outpost. Every square footage of that damn outpost with sheds and building materials. And I'm going to have to run back and buy titanium from this other lady who I keep buying it from every single time once her inventory refreshes so I can bank more goddamn sheds to put more stuff in. And it's not even just the raw materials because I'm picking up stuff off of people and I look at it and I'm like, I'm just going to sell that. I don't know what to use it for. It can be used in crafting. It's a very valuable material. Well, I got to keep it because who knows what it's for. And I bet if I Googled it, I'd get 1% of the knowledge that I need. But I have to do it. I have to keep it. I, have, I was free. I was free. And then two quests happened and I'm over encumbered again. 
Over and over and over forever, man. And I have, I know bits and pieces of it. I have cargo links that can link between entire systems. So if I set up a titanium extractor, I can have it automatically shipped to this one over here. But I need to be able to feed that with this over here. So I need to build stuff here to build this one up, to build that one up, to now have to not build it up. There's so much you got to do. I mean, I should paraphrase this. There's so much I have to do. If you don't grab stuff, if you just go, oh, there's there's a whole bunch of valuable stuff in there, but oh, well, I'll just ignore it and run around. You don't have to touch outposts at all. I saw a Reddit thread. They don't even touch it if you're not if you don't want to. Well, I have to. I have to. And games does such a bad job of tutorializing anything. I don't know how to build this stuff. I had to figure it out with Google and my own hot brain. But I'm 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 so close. But every time I go on a mission, and the missions are great. I just went on the next big story mission, and it affected the spaceport that I'm in, and now it looks different, and everybody talks about different stuff. Now every time I go there, I'm like, this is cool, and this is great. Oh, my next mission is to go way over here and find out more about this and talk to these two different ambassadors, and each one's going to be a different challenge. I'm like, yes, this is so good, and I love the characters, and everything I'm doing is so much fun. Every time I go on a mission, I always pick up some damn rocks and I need another rocks box or a gas box or a water box or a special warehouse for constructed materials, which are the other crafting things you need. It's. <laughs> I was down in the dumps, way down, way down. And I finally rocket shipped up. And then just today, it happened again. And I'm back crinkering down. I'm teetered on the edge of the dumps. And I know what I got to do. I just got to go buy some more titanium and build a ton more sheds. But I don't, oh, it's, it's great. I'm loving it. But for me, the way that I think and the way that I play the games, I can't just sell it for nothing. I can't just get rid of stuff for no value whatsoever. I have to have it. It's hard. It's hard, man. I will say I do have enough for one of the big cargo ships. So maybe that'll just be my freaking ore truck monster get out of the mission throw it in there i don't care fly the other ship away who knows that'll just be my big dump truck but oh baby but the thing is when i do play a mission even the little side stuff you know the little little side activities i'm doing talking to these fun characters having a great time it's so good and every time I'm off on the surface of a planet doing some mission or docking with a space station and investigating it, it's so much fun. It is so good. And the combat's not that great, but the reason I'm doing the combat and the character that's with me that's saying all the lines, it's such a blast. But for neurotic me who can't let things go, now I have this other 600-pound gorilla on my back saying, we better, better build some more stuff. Can't let it go. I could just let it go. But you can't do it. Okay. Well, am I ever actually going to use all this stuff? No. But you got to have it just in case. You're right, I do. But you need it. So that's story time with Uncle Matt and Uncle Eric. <laughs> so what about you out there at Podcast Listenerland? What have you been playing? What stories have you got to tell us? Let us know via the email, thirdshiftmeatgmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Hit up the Discord, the Patreon. Flag me down as I'm driving down the road in my car. Wave a flag. It just says, hey, man, I got a video game story. I guarantee I'll pull over. I won't roll the window down, but you can yell it through the window to me. Indeed, you can do that, and that would be great. I'd love to see it. I'd love to hear it. I'd love Matt to tell me the tale. And while you're doing that, you know what? Don't pull the car over. Just keep driving and use your phone to get onto Patreon. 
and give us a buck, two bucks, three bucks, any kind of bucks. Little old tip jar is what it is. And we'd hope and pray that you want to go ahead and donate to that to help keep the lights on and fund all the little different costs that we need to keep the show running. But if you can't do that, we'd also appreciate, hey, mailbag questions, suggestions, things like that. Five-star ratings on the iTunes and the Spotify. All those things help us out. And we super appreciate it, as Matt always says. Absolutely, and we appreciate you listening to the very next episode, which will be dropping on or around the 21st of September on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed, we do appreciate it, just like we appreciate those five-star reviews. So get on over there and get us some five-star reviews, because it helps us out. And we would rocket to the moon, just like Matt rockets around to different moons, getting materials and doing his things. We could do that, too, if you give us those reviews. We appreciate it so very much. Muchos gracias. Come on. Last thing before we end, my companion, she always says, do you think you have enough clutter or do we have to go pick up more? The answer is always that we have to go pick up more. And with that, there's nothing else to say, folks, but... Sit down. Sit down.